welcome to another great episode of Back in Tunes. We're changing our format. We're now doing two cartoons per episode. Hopefully they're interconnected. This week we'll be doing Thundercats and Tiger Sharks. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm with my co-host... Jacob, hello everybody in Podland. <laughs> hello! Hello! So, I would say for the last few months we've kind of been doing your selection, so I decided, hey, I want to push my power a little bit and make a selection. I think you were happy with it. Oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, I mean, it, well, it is your thing. I mean, it's <laughs> no, not, no, it's this isn't, Yeah, but this isn't exactly a democracy here. So, you know, it, well, there's only two people, so, you know. Yeah. Can't really. Well, I usually it's like a mutual the, I usually, Yeah, I usually let the guests pick the format, but I've been, uh, I have to admit that I haven't seen a lot of the cartoons that you watched as a kid because by then I kind of moved on. So I decided to go back a little bit, mix in a little bit of 80s, and then we can go back to like doing some more uh, 90s stuff. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to do two cartoons per episode. I think it's going to widen our audience a little bit and um, give us more variety to talk about. It'll cut out some of the dead air. I think sometimes we, we find ourselves watching a cartoon and like uh, it's still going for another six minutes. We have nothing left. <laughs> that, and we just love watching it. Yeah, you know, there are times when we, I think in the Phantom episode, we kind of got lost watching it. We're like, oh, wait, we're still recording. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the very first episode of Thundercats is on YouTube. It's called Exodus. And um, I'm, if you haven't heard our show yet, uh, basically what we do is we talk about the show while the episode plays. Um, if we run out of things to say, we're just going to stop the episode and move on to the next cartoon. You can continue watching. Just pause our podcast, I guess. And that's it. You ready? I'm good. Let's All go. All right, Thundercats, go! Okay. And, of course, this is the... Um... Yeah, basically the same animation studio that, of course, was behind Silverhawks. Right. But I think Thundercats was their most popular franchise. Right. Thundercats was first. It was from Rankin and Bass. They were mostly known for doing a lot of the stop-motion animation cartoons, you know, the holiday stuff, mm -hmm. Rudolph, Frosty, stuff like that. Then in the 70s, they started expanding more. They didn't do a whole lot of TV animation. I think they were more focused on their specials and movies. Uh, they're famous for doing the Hobbit movie. I believe they also did Return of the King. I could be wrong about that, but I think they did both of those. Well, they did not do the original Lord of the Rings. Um, that no, was, that was Ralph Bakshi. Right. And then uh, in the 80s, they started to do TV animation. I don't think they did a whole lot of shows even back then. Um, all I really remember is this, Silverhawks, and Tiger Sharks. Um, and they're all in that order, how they were created and also success. You know, Tiger Sharks was the last gasp of that kind of world. And uh, yeah. it only lasted one season, 26 episodes. I believe Silverhawks lasted a year and a half, maybe two years. And that we actually did Silverhawks in a previous episode. If you want to check it out, it's up on our uh, website, retrorocketentertainment.weebly.com. It's also up on uh, Libsyn. And I, I, I repost them every once in a while on our Facebook, which is under Retro Rocket Entertainment, if you want to check that out. I do have to say a comment about the Return of the King animated movie. I was highly disappointed. Yeah, it's not I very mean, good. It works for Hobbit, but... Just not for Return of the King, especially after watching Ralph Bakshi's, you know, Fellowship of the Ring in Two Towers. Right. I know, and I'm like, I could have done without the songs in Return of the King. <laughs> I mean, uh... <laughs> all right. So Thundercats. Here's a, a little thing that I didn't realize until just now. The theme song for Thundercats was co-written by Mark Ronson when he was eight years old. Wow. You know, you know, he's like a big star now, but but then he was. Uh, his stepfather is. Uh, Mick Jones from Fleetwood Mac. Oh wow! Yeah, so he basically raised him since he was that age, and they worked on the sh uh, the song together when he was a child. Mick Jones was he like the, one of the the original guitarists? 
I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, I believe so. You know, he's the one that's in Running Man. Do you remember in the very beginning of oh, Running Man, he's the one who removes the yeah, things around Mc, the neck? That's Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, he's yeah. the uh, he was the creator of the band. He's the drummer. Okay, so I was wrong. This is like, it's still, okay, yeah, All I know. Right. I'm a huge Fleetwood Matt fan. I know this shit. All right, so Mark Bronson <laughs> was at Benedict Cumberbatch's birthday recently, and he used oh, the shit. voice of Michael Fassbender to sing Thundercats, but as Cumber, 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 Cumberbatch. <laughs> did my did Cumberbatch really want did Cumberbatch want him there that badly? I have no idea. That's that's crazy. Oh, speaking of Cumberbatch, he's going to be playing Doctor Strange. Yes, yes, yeah, I'm very excited. Me too. I mean, I love Cumberbatch. He's great. He's a great actor. I loved him as Khan. I loved him as Smog and, you know, the Necromancer and, you know, the Hobbit. Oh, uh, Sherlock. It's now. Oh, that too. Hands down. Um, so, you know, Thundercats, you know, I, I thought the Thundercats was strictly just the cartoon and the toys, but mm-hmm. I was looking this up and there was a comic book of it. I don't recall the comic book and I collected a ton of the comics from Star Comics back then. You know, like He-Man and uh, Spider-Ham, Star Fox, not Star Fox, Star, I don't know. Um, but they had a cartoon that lasted three years and 24 issues. I don't recall it one bit, which is strange. But oh. here's the funny thing. Just like the Transformers co- uh, comic book, it went for much, much longer than the American comic book. The uh, The UK version lasted 129 issues. Wow. That's a lot. 129 weeks. Yeah, I guess over That's in, over in oh, the months. UK. No, no, I think over in the UK they released them weekly because... There's no way they could do 129 episode uh, issues in three years if they did it monthly. They would have to go weekly. Oh yeah, you're right. Or bi-weekly. I don't it's know. Just, yeah, this is like that's just how uh, Judge Dredd started out in the 2080 magazine. Right. You know why? You know I'm I'm looking here right now. Like all the cats are, you know, Nude? naked, except yeah. for the except for Lionel's dad. Is that his dad? I thought that was just like their leader. Is it his father? Yeah. I can't tell. I don't know. Um, so also on top of the comic books, there was a video game called The Lost Eye of Thundera, which I assume is a PC game because I don't remember that for any console. Yeah, I'd have to look it up too because I'd I'd kind of I'd want to I'd probably want to play it. I I know it's the '80s, but you I mean the voice acting for Lionel? Uh, they could have done better. Yeah. Well, it's probably an adult pretending to be a child. Oh, I know. It just doesn't work. That's usually why they'd have like you know females to play young children. My favorite voice is Panthro. Oh, I actually I like the tiger. I forget his name. Tigro? Isn't it? Tigro, yeah. Ti- uh, Panthro, yeah. You know what's funny is Okay, it makes sense that their names are cat oriented because they are cat people. Now in the next cartoon we're gonna watch, uh, Tiger Sharks, I have a sticking point with the names and we'll get to that in the next part, but <laughs> at least this one I makes agree. sense. I know, when I watched it recently I'm like, ah what? <laughs> All right, so this uh, show lasted four years. Like I said, it was the longest of the runs uh, of, of the runs. They got the runs. No, uh, of the Rankin-Bass TV shows. And, you know, I remember they having a lot of really great merchandising. Um, I had some of the toys. Uh, the funny thing is, okay, so I have a weird story with the Chitara doll. I think somewhere along the way I lost a couple of toys or I sold them or gave them away or something. But my sister had Chitara, and she had it sitting in a box for a long time. And in 1998, Wizard Magazine had a scavenger hunt. And they had this huge list of stuff, of course, how you know scavenger hunts work. And one of them was send in a Thundercats figure. And I asked her for her chitar, and I sent that in. And I mean, I spent like two months going around like crazy trying to find every single thing on their list. And um, 
I almost wonder if they just created that list so they could have stuff to resell. Like, oh, this is a rare toy. Let's see if we can get that for the scavenger hunt. And uh, then we can yeah, resell we're it to make this. some money back. <laughs> yeah, because the, the contest was you could win a PlayStation. Uh, I think the two had... No, I think maybe it was still the first one. And there was a Blu-ray player, or a DVD player, a DVD player. And, uh, oh, wow. you know, like a bunch of comics and stuff like that. And I went crazy. I, I think I had a nervous breakdown trying to get all this stuff in time, which is bizarre that I would get so stressed out about that. But I really wanted all this stuff. And um, I, I did win, like, fourth place. So I got this huge box of comics and, like, collectible stuff. But I didn't get the DVD player or the PlayStation, which always upset me. I was like, oh, I tried Damn. so hard. But that was one of the things with the Chitara figure. <laughs> <laughs> dang yeah no man i mean especially if it was vintage oh that'd be huge that'd be like freaking extremely collectible and probably worth a lot right um the other ah. things i noticed they're uh the toys are a little bit of a letdown but mostly it's because i was a child and i didn't understand how things worked like they had the toy sword and i really hoped that it was going to extend you know like the, the, the lightsabers do that all the time now and they have for what 15 years yeah but back then they didn't really have that technology i guess or something because back then the lightsabers were a solid stick and so was right. Thundercat's sword. And it was the tiny sword. It wasn't the full-fledged sword. I don't think they ever made a full-size one. And uh, I always wanted to hold it up and see it, like, curl and then shoot out. And it never did. Right. Honestly, I, I do like... Here's the thing about Tigro. I think... Well, one, he's a tiger, and he has a whip. And I think what the whole... The whip weapon, for me, what makes me... What, what I like most about it, I think, is because I grew up on Castlevania. That I think is subconsciously also the fact that there was um, the whole thing about Indiana Jones. Oh, that too. There's also Indiana Jones involved. I mean, best archaeologist ever. Who's the voice of Panthro? Panthro, I think it's Earl Hammond. I don't know. That was, pretty, that was a damn good job, though. I mean, he he sounds badass. Yeah, he does. I really like his voice. It's good, smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tiger. Smooth and suave. Yeah. And of course, he's a panther too. Jeez, of course, his voice would have to be, you know have to sound urban yeah well kevin michael richardson did it in the second one and if you know who that is he does a lot of voice work and he's a really great actor um yeah, yeah. he has one of those really deep voices mm. uh-huh oh god uh-oh he, he's so it's it's funny looking at this little tiny naked boy and then all of a sudden he puts on the clothes and everything he still looks like just like there's no way and i think that's the point is that he was like a, a kind of a joke you know what bothers me, though, is, you know, in a little bit here, they'll go into a freeze chamber and be in there for, what, six, seven years or something? He mm -hmm. ages appropriately, but the two little ones, they don't look like they grow at all. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, was there, like, a certain settings change? Yeah, I know. It's like, well, this one wanted to be a little more, uh, a little older, a little tougher. Let's age him a little bit faster. And, uh, you know, you would think that maybe by then that Snarf would be dead. Oh, I know, because he's, he's an actual little cat pet thing. Yeah, I don't really understand that, but whatever. Snarf always uh -oh. irritated the crap out of me because Snarf just seemed like their version of Orko from He-Man. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. The annoying little uh, supporting character. And, oh, uh-oh, look at Lionel's about to, oh, he's about to, he's God, about to mess God, so cool. This is such an iconic moment. Oh, I know. And, of course, it looks like it derives from he Masters of the Universe. Yeah. I love the fact that you can look in the middle and see, like, other places. You know, the sword, where the, what's, that, what's that called again? The Eye of... Eye of Thundera, you know, Sight Beyond Sight, or something. Plot Beyond Plot. Shenanigans Beyond Shenanigans. You know, they want to make a movie out of this, and I think they can only do it animated. I don't think they can do live action, because it just looks ridiculous if you do. Oh, yeah, I know. They, you know, they I... were trying to put the digital makeup over Vin Diesel and make him look like Panthro. I think they were trying to do Brad Pitt as 
Lino. Lino's hair is ridiculous, by the way. Yes, it is. But then again, it's the 80s. Yeah. Metal hair. Hair metal. <laughs> that's not even real metal. That was all just hair metal. That was pretty poppy. Actually, that's almost anime hair. Pretty much, yeah. But isn't it longer when he gets... No, no, that's right. I'm thinking of another cartoon. It still goes up in a big wisp. Yeah, you know, they're cats, but they don't have tails. Well, I think they'll be cumbersome. They're sitting sitting on their tails. Yeah. Well, no, wait. My yeah, dog I'll... sits, and she doesn't have a problem with sitting on her tail. Which one does? My dog. You know, she sits on her tail, or sits down and doesn't squish her oh, tail. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they just thought it would be too much animation. Uh, I guess. I guess they were, being, who knows, they were probably being really cheap about it. Yeah, I'm wondering. That almost kind of sounds like Lando. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But honestly, I, re- I, I really think this could only work animated because, I mean, look what happened with Howard the Duck. Well, that was never, honestly, anim- that was never animated. That was, what do you I mean? know. It, it should have been Tommy? animated. Oh, I think yeah. it would have worked that way better. It could have because, yeah, it looks a little weird. But then you wouldn't have Leah Thompson. <laughs> you still could have had Leah Thompson. She still could have voiced the character. This is true. And then you draw it to look like her. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, also, like, the way, you know, animation, you know, just drawing, you know, background. I think it could have taken, you know, place in Duck World a little more. Yes, yes, definitely. By Same the way, with the Masters of the Universe movie. I mean, it took too much time, too much place in Earth, too much time. There was, oh, yeah, we didn't really concern at all. Pictures. You know, speaking of movies, uh, a lot of the cartoons back then that were successful got their own movie. And most of the time, those movies were meant to kind of shake up the cast, shake up the plot a little bit, you know, change things up, because kids have very short attention spans. So, like, I mean, think Transformers was on for two years, and then they had the movie, and that changed everything. Uh, G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe, pretty much the same thing. They didn't change as much for G.I. Joe, because they didn't slaughter half the cast. <laughs> um, yeah, but, true. Uh, you know, He-Man, they introduced She-Ra in the movie, and then this one, this one wasn't released th- theatrically. I don't know if it was ever intended to be released in the theaters, or it's the fact that so many of the animated movies were bombing that they decided to put this on TV. But uh, Thundercats Ho was a TV movie, and it was meant to introduce new cast members, all of which I don't even remember because that's how un, you know just useless they pretty much were. Yeah. So I'm guessing this guy here, Jaga, the one outside, the old man, was yeah. the, is the caretaker? Supposed to basically the Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. You know, when he died, I was actually like, really upset because i think that's the first time i ever saw death in animation yep i mean he doesn't die by conventional means he lives on you know it, it's it's hard to ignore the fact that he is very much like obi-wan because he reappears later and like in a holographic yeah. imagery ghost thing yeah, he dies of old age okay yeah his beard's gotten longer so i'm guessing this is uh well this he is dies of old age time but later. in a weird way because he just disintegrates he doesn't like turn to skull and bones and rot like <laughs> i don't think that would be even acceptable to oh he's Energizes himself. Just strange indeed. I love, yeah, no, plus, I love the animation on this, though. It's really high quality. Yes, it is uh, done overseas, but yeah, it's probably the top notch of what they had around back then. Mm-hmm. Yep, and now they set up their base. You know, what they don't introduce in this first cartoon I want to talk about is their little battle truck, or battle car, if you want to call it. You remember the one I'm talking about? The one with the claws that would come out and grab things? Oh, yeah, that, that would, a, like, dig out from underground that... Right, it was a really popular toy. It was kind of expensive. I could never get it myself. I was more of a G.I. Joe man when it came to action figures. A, they were more affordable, and B, I don't know, they just had so many cool selections. They, I mean, there was like 30 characters per season, it seemed, of G.I. Joe, whereas there's only like seven or eight of these Thundercats, period. And um, yeah. But I remember that, that car being really cool. 
And I think they also had the castle, if I remember correctly. But that thing cost a fortune. Every every toy has some sort of uh, base that costs like 80 bucks. That nobody you knew could have, except for that one weird kid who had no friends, but he had all the toys. That's the only reason people even talked to him. <laughs> yeah, just like with Power Rangers, man. Especially with the Megazords and all that. Yeah. I, ne- I never had the original one. The one I grew up loving and watching when, you know, the Black the black Ranger was actually black. And the Yellow Ranger, and the Yellow Ranger was Asian. Did you just say Yellow Ranger? <laughs> yes, sadly I did. I did. I mixed that up a bit. My, my bad. Well, Yellow Raisins are good. They're tasty. They're underrated. Yeah, they are. And, of course, now Lino's an adult. Like a really beefy adult. Holy crap. It's like, gosh. Uh... How does he wipe his butt with those claws? Just, I don't know. That would be horrible. Your palm, your that would hurt. <laughs> Plus, they're cats, you know. I guess they do what cats do. You know what's funny is I really don't care for his character design. Um, he's the one that I just don't think works. Something about it. I think maybe it's his hair, his face always seems kind of warped. Um, the other characters look fine. I don't know why I've always, had, I've always had a problem with the way he looked. Oh, by the no, way, no. back to the weapons. You know what? I did have Panthro. I remember now because he had the nunchucks, and I remember those being so cool. In fact, I, if I remember correctly, not only did they have the sword you could buy, but I think you'd also buy the nunchucks. You couldn't buy the whip, of course, and I don't think you could buy the bow staff because those would cost a fortune. But I think they had the uh, the nunchucks, and I was always disappointed because I believe as the season went on or the series went on, the nunchucks had different abilities. Do you is that does that sound right? I think so. I don't know. We should, I, I, I watched this show about, what, five years ago, like, all the way through? And for some reason, I've kind of have amnesia to a lot of it. You know, it's funny how some people, they have complete photographic memory to shows they watch. Like, you know what they do with Star Trek or certain things? They'll remember every single detail. And there's some shows I'll watch all the way through and love it, and yet, for some reason, I get amnesia to it. Unless it's a really short run. Like, Freaks and Geeks, I can remember almost every single episode. But you go beyond, like, two seasons, and then you start to lose me. Yeah. But... Honestly, wow. Honestly, Lino's just being a complete jerk here. Like, Snarf's trying to show him the sword, and he's just completely ignoring him. He's trying to show it right to his face, yet he's being so dumb. Yeah, he's kind of a tool. Now, these, yeah, uh, the villains here, you know, they have three distinct villains, but they have, like, multiple versions of them. If I remember correctly, when the series goes on, that it is only three of them from there on out. Like, it's Mothra, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's this... like a whole group of mutants. Right. And I remember only three in particular. You know, it's funny. He's watching this first episode. Mumra is not even in it. Yeah, no, he gets introduced later, doesn't he? Yeah. And what the heck was Mumra? Why, of all the things, does he decide to screw with the Thundercats? Uh, you know what? I don't remember. I think he just wants control of the planet, which seems to be a dead planet. So I don't know what exactly it, he needs control over. I'm like, are there other undead creatures? Are there, you know, is it, did they, did somebody, you know, did their ship land on his brother? <laughs> yeah, you know what's yeah, funny is yeah. a lot of times the villains didn't really have a whole lot of drive. I mean, I'm sure they explain it, but it doesn't mean that it's that good of an explanation. Like, you know, with uh, Megatron, his his what drives him makes complete sense. In fact, he's probably the best animated villain of all time. You know, and then Ke- uh, Cobra Commando and Destro, you know, great villains. Same team, but different views. You know, certain ones, it just didn't seem like it mattered. Like, um... I feel like we were watching one recently where it's like, what is the point of this again? I can't remember what it was, but it was like one where we were just like, why are we watching these villains and who cares? I know. It's like they're still one-dimensional. Yeah. but some Megatron. I'll, Megatron's say, I'll say Thundercats active. is a little more in-depth than a lot of the cartoons back then. I'm not sure it's aged very well. Did you watch the relaunch at all? No. I've been meaning to. 
I don't like the look but, of it. I watched the first couple episodes when it first came out, and I was like, ah, and I tried to watch it again recently. I just, it doesn't have the same energy, and the color palette sucks. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I like classic colors. Yeah. I don't like the, uh, you know how they relaunched G.I. Joe, Renegades, whatever, it has or Sigma 6, and it has that washed out kind of anime look. I don't like those. Oh, yeah. I don't. I like really bold, bright colors, and I just don't. Or at least dark and depth colors. I don't like the washed out, bland colors. Yeah. And how do those kids not age? That makes no sense. Are they dwarfs? Maybe. Someone's got to have a little midget friend, don't they? <laughs> well, they got to appeal to the little kids. So that's their, their way in if you're really young. And then if you're like 12, then you really get into the normal characters. That's the only thing. I think it's just all marketing. Honestly, I mean, yeah, they just the kids want some character to connect with, but at the same time, who cares? They're watching adults kick ass, and they want to be adults even more now. Right. <laughs> Why? Uh, when are they ever going to get Lionel a shirt that fits? Come on. I know. Honestly, it's serious. Uh, gosh, who knows? He's just—he just seems like a bro. What's up, bro? Yeah. You like my pants? He's... You see my beach ball? It looks like this. It's somewhere over there. Yeah, no, and he's—and he's always tanned. He's constantly tanning. Oh, I don't think he's tan. I think that's just what he looks like, but I get your point. He's got a farmer's tan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love animated cartoons where they just shake. Oh, 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 oh. I'm convulsing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Yeah. So, yeah, that, we just finished the first episode of yeah, Thundercats. We weren't sure we were going to, you know, some of these cartoons, we might not make it through the whole thing. But, yeah, we went through the whole thing on that because there's a lot to talk about. And I feel like we kind of, uh, I think we let down the audience a little bit. I feel like we should have watched a little bit more. But, you know, it is what it is. No matter how much we watch, there's still going to be people like, nah, I don't know. Leisure Concepts, wow. Leisure Concepts developed this. They um, were behind the development of Dragon's Lair and uh, Space Ace. Oh. Which they don't look alike at all because, you know, those are more John Bluth oriented, whereas this one, you know, is more anime oriented. LJN Toys, wow. I wonder if they're behind the video game because, you know, they developed a lot of really, really awful uh, licensed games for the Nintendo. LJN? Yeah. I think LJN was also behind uh, Maximum Carnage. You know, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, Telepictures, Lorimar Telepictures, uh, they actually did about a handful of movies and, you know, a couple animated cartoons, and then they sold off to Warner Brothers, and a lot of their stuff is lost. Like, you know, Tiger Sharks is not on DVD, whereas Thundercats, of course, and Silverhawks are completely on DVD. And speaking of Tiger Sharks, that's our next cartoon. to another episode of Back in Tunes. Uh, previously we discussed Thundercats, so our second episode is going to be about Tiger Sharks. Now, Jacob, you've uh, never heard of Tiger Sharks before this, had you? No, I didn't. And just that theme song, though. I mean, very Motown. You know, actually, of the three theme songs, Thundercats, Silverhawks, Tiger Sharks, Tiger Sharks is my favorite one. It was it was it's pretty groovy. Yeah, it's got some it's, soul to it's it. It's got a funk to it, but it also just it's it's a little bouncier too. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember just that theme song was so amazing to me when I was a little kid. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, no. As soon as you heard it, you'd go run to the TV. You know, you push your sister out of the way. You wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tiger Sharks is a little strange because 
it should have been on its own, but for some reason, I guess they didn't have much faith in it, or maybe they thought this would be successful enough to launch the other cartoons in the batch. And um, it was called Comic Strip. So it was four cartoons all together in one hour block. Uh, Tiger Sharks, I believe, was the only one that was a full half hour. And then the other two or three cartoons would bounce in and out every episode. They had, what was it called, Mini Monsters? There was Mini Monsters, uh, Karate Cat, and Street Frogs. Yeah, and I don't remember the Mini Monsters being that popular. Karate Cat was pretty popular. That would usually be a regular. But I believe the Monster one and the Frog one, they kind of sat back and they wouldn't show up uh, as often. Yeah, so it was yeah. Tiger Sharks every single week, no matter what. It was always Tiger Sharks, and then they would pop in one or two of the others. And, you know, you can I'll watch... Agree. What's that? Oh, sorry. I was going to say, Mini Monsters, I think, did look fun. It did. I just, I don't remember it very well. Maybe it's just my memory doesn't connect, you know, something about it just didn't connect with me, because I remember the other two very well. Um, but yeah, Tiger Sharks, it could have sat on its own, but I thought maybe Rankin Bass, Lorimar Pictures thought it'd be a successful way to launch the other ones, which, of course, did not. And in fact, they Tiger Sharks themselves, I don't recall there being any merchandising for Tiger Sharks whatsoever, which doesn't help, you know, you know, g get it to the next generation. Oh, yeah, no, it, uh, it wouldn't. I mean, I didn't even know about Tiger Sharks at all. I never even saw reruns of it. Yeah, I think it was pretty much squashed. And you can tell it's a little lower budget. It doesn't look as good as Thundercats and Silverhawks. Oh, yeah. Maybe a I mean, little, a little smaller company. Sequence. I don't know. What's that? I mean, just from the opening sequence, I can tell. <laughs> now, a lot of the voice character actors, that did not come out right. Well, a lot of the character actors that would do voice work for Thundercats, Silverhawks, of course, came back to do some more of this. So you see pretty much half the cast from Thundercats came over to do this one. Yeah, because uh, pretty much Mumra is the voice of that the big uh, the walrus guy. guy. Okay, so we were talking earlier about the names of the characters. Now, a lot of them make sense in Thundercats. I mean, they're cat people, so therefore having a cat name isn't really surprising. But these are human beings. And yes, it is the future, but why does that one guy have elf ears? And two, why exactly do they have, you know, like uh, Orko, and, or, or, or his name's Orca and Walro... And you know, like you know, why do they have these fish names already? It's like it was pre-planned. Pretty much, yeah. I guess someone was deciding their fate, and maybe that uh, who knows? Maybe they might do some investigating, be very angry at the man who did create them. It's like this was all pre-planned. We were just marine biologists. I mean, they go to a planet called Watero. That's just lazy. That's lazy writing. Yeah, it is. Extremely lazy writing. And he was. That's why they had no faith in it. And, and he was already planning the whole transformation thing already. I mean, did they even know they were going to go there? I mean, and, and who plans this far ahead to transform people into sharks? And I well, kinda, then again, yeah. I mean, and it turned out okay. <laughs> but the thing is about it, about it. I mean, they're like underwater salvagers, and I they're they're named tiger sharks. That's their you know company name. So I guess it just kind of went with it. I, who knows? This guy well, was a scientist. He's like, oh, this might be pretty cool one day because, you know, I like I like being in the water. I guess. I guess, I guess it makes sea. sense because it would save on equipment or if equipment faltered or whatever, then they wouldn't die if they had this way. Of, all right, all right, I'll give you that. How much do you think that equipment costs for them to transform into oh, freaking yeah. I mean, animals? If they're water scavengers, what are they finding, man? They must be finding some amazing stuff to afford this. Exactly. Plus, I, and I, I, that did get me too. I was like, are these aliens living on Earth? Uh, like we've come in contact with the uh, you know different societies and oh, alien no. cults. This doesn't this doesn't take place on Earth. There's no way this takes place on Earth. It's just like Thundercats. It just play, it's like an intergalactic tale. It takes place on another planet. Right. And yeah. Why do why do they all have pointy ears? That's what gets me. Yeah. I mean, they're just an alien race, and that's the way we're supposed to play it out. I didn't think they all had pointy ears. Am I wrong? I uh, don't. No, I don't think you're wrong. Anyway, 
Should we uh should we go should we start the cartoon? Oh, I've been watching it for a while. Oh, whoops. <laughs> you better okay. fast forward to like the six minute point. Or I can stop watching mine. Hold on, I, no, I can just fast forward. Okay. I mean I've already seen it before, so it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well I will say there is diversity in like the character creations and you know yeah, I just think it's funny like, the guy's uh, name is Dolph, and he happens to be a dolphin. I mean, come on, what? how did they know? Was it pre-planned what they were going to turn into, too? This is like, was it genetic makeup, or did he, like, go, oh, well, this bath will affect his genetic... Because it's all the same water. Right. Yeah, honestly, yeah, the thing about this, too, is... <clears throat> he also has to have a Scottish accent. Oh, of course. Scotty. Yes, of course, everybody has to have their own kind of Scotty, but I don't think he's the, you know, engineer of the ship. Nobody's a scientist. That's the closest they have, I think. But just out of curiosity, how far are you into the cartoon? I am at seven thirty-nine. Okay, hold on. I apologize to any listeners. Um, this is what we do: we watch the first episode of a cartoon, discuss it while it's playing, and I think I forgot to tell you that the series is up on YouTube. First episode is called "Power of the Sark," which I'm pretty sure it's supposed to say "Power of the Shark." No, maybe it is a Sark because that's what they're on. It's like Noah's Ark, but underwater, so it's Sark. Okay, so what are you? Okay, so where are you at right now? Eight oh six. Want me to pause it? No, no, no. I'm out. Oh, okay, I'm caught up. Okay, they're talking to. Yeah, they have. And then we got a heart. Okay, go ahead. Oh no, it's just that Orco. This guy. They go well. The one who becomes a Orco or uh, like an Orca, Kilauea. Yeah, the the one salvager they found, the one with the Australian accent. So no, I'm no. guessing. So like right here, you can definitely tell they're trying to get some like high explosives that could you know destroy the universe. But what? Who would create that kind of crap in the first place anyway? That's so ridiculous. I know. You know, the villain, the second villain, you know, this is the one where they had two different world, uh, two different types of villains going after the same adversary, which is more of a yeah. G.I. Joe idea. So you got the guy in the, like, pirate ship up top of the Dragonstein, or whatever he's called. Yeah, Dragonstein. Okay. <laughs> so um, what am I looking at? What is the villain? He's really well-dressed, but he also looks like a half-eaten, like, a circus peanut. He does, yeah, and he, yeah, he's like supposed to be kelp or something or whatever it is. It's gross. Yeah, it is, and he and he's of course he's Russian. Of course he's Russian. It's the eighties. Why not? They're the greatest villains. You can trust him after all. After getting black, oh god, that's so dumb. You know, this was specifically designed to be a toy line, and yet there was no toy line. How is it they go through twenty six episodes and they didn't have a toy line already set up? What up with that? I don't know. I think the villains are kind of stupid looking, except for the main villain. He looks cool. Manta Ray or whatever his name is. Yeah, the Manta Ray one. Yeah, he looks cool. The rest of them look stupid. Reminds me of something from Guyver. Yeah, yeah. The other one looks like Peter Laurie, like a little shriveled up Peter Laurie. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what he was reminding me of. I think it's, that was uh, someone's tribute to Peter Laurie. By the way, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Tiger Sharks takes place in the Thundercats universe. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, no, they all have elf ears. Well, no, it's a 2011 Thundercats show. The Tiger Sharks make an appearance. So therefore, they're all tied together. Does that mean Silverhawks are now tied to the Thundercats as well? Is it all one universe? Possibly. I mean, you know, they take place in another part of the galaxy. Who knows? I'll have to check it out. Oh, check I, it out. Love, I love interconnected worlds. Oh, yeah, it is. Especially when you have three different, you know, yeah, like crossovers. I love that. Okay. And here are the Tiger Sharks. Now going, you know, finally going into battle. And of course, I, what I do like is them sliding down a fire pole. Oh, Mainly yeah. because I think people really got hyped up about that after Ghostbusters. <laughs> I, I like the eels too. They're little rocket eels. Are the eels just purely robotic? Do they have sentient thought? Are they just like just 
bombs, just robotic bombs that look like eels. Yeah. And I thought it was a cool idea. Yeah, no, here's Dolph. He's about to destroy it. Oh, uh, he gets wrapped up. Oh, way to go, Dolph. Way to, <laughs> way to, way to volunteer first for the team, okay. pal. So, Walro, his wand here, it shoots lasers underwater, which I don't understand how that's possible. Because you think that water I know. would diffuse the laser. And then he flips it. Is it Okay, so he has a propeller here in a minute that takes them back to the ship. Now, what I'm curious about is the laser and the propeller, are they the same end? Or are they one on each end? Like, is there a propeller on the top part? No, he has a, a, a staff. Like, what do they call that? The mast of the staff? Mm -hmm. So how does he fit a propeller and a laser blaster in the same tube at the end? I don't know. Like, Penguin and Batman can do a lot of things with his, you know... Umbrella, so you know. Well, I thought, he, I thought he had a bunch of different umbrellas. I think, yeah, that's it. I, I think I remember that just from being from Tim Burton's Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah, but here we go. Oh wait, you know, yeah, it was, it was from the same end. Like, I mean, he's got a bunch of buttons. Who knows? And they lay this net down pretty fast, but you don't actually see the net when they shoot it from the top. You just see the glowing. That's it, a pretty fast like disbursement of a net around a ship. Yes. And yet you don't see it here. You just see the flashing. I don't know. I just think the animation is a lot weaker in this one, even though the idea is kind of fun. And the show moves. Man, it, the sucker moves. Um, I think faster than Thundercats did. So I think that's why I liked it when I was a kid. Plus, the theme song's pretty catchy. But, you know, I can yeah, see well. why it wasn't successful. It just doesn't have the same quality of story, you know, and uh, there's no toy line to help push it. There's no merchandising whatsoever. So it makes sense why it died. It just seems poor planning on the part of the producers. Because if you're going to put a cartoon out there that's so heavy toy-oriented, then you get the toys out there. You get the comic book. You get a video game going. You get something. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I think, I think Dragon Stein looks kind of lame. Yeah, I, mean, I don't he's, know. He's, he's it's a little just, bit more gruesome and freaky. It seems like the guys, because this was going on at the same time as the other two shows, it just seems like, well, this guy can handle a production. Let's just put him at the head of Tiger Sharks. It doesn't mean that he had good ideas. He could just get the episode wrapped up in time. You know, it's, he kind of looks like the Monopoly guy. Yeah. But extremely overweight and retired. And, you know, it is pretty cool. It's like, so I thought they traveled from Earth to here. Um, unless I missed it, I don't recall that. Yeah. They're the ruling council of Altair. Oh, God, no wonder why their planet sucks. <laughs> they're, probably, they're, probably, they're probably conservatives, for all we know. They're probably conservatives. Yeah, you know what? It doesn't say anything on IMDb, or not IMDb, Wikipedia, about where they came from. You know, they're just on the planet Wataro, and they run into a fa race of fishmen called the Watarians, which is lame, <laughs> but I guess it yeah, makes no, sense. Yeah, yeah, three of them don't have elf ears, the kids and the old man. Yeah, so that doesn't make any sense. No, they, they're not little, little kids, right? They're not like the way they were in Thundercats. They're like 12. They just look like they're short humans. Yeah. Like short okay, adults. Okay, so this looks like a Fortress of Solitude, but a prison version. What up with the giant bouncing marshmallow? What kind of villain was that? I don't know. Like, is he supposed to be a jellyfish or something? I don't know. Well, he was just a big, like, white ball, and he just bounces around. He's like Kirby, just evil. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess this commander is supposed to be a very evil man. and But I don't see how he could be see, like a threat to anybody. He looks so lame. Yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, so we're nearing the end of this episode. I don't think we're going to go into part two because this goes on for quite some time. They were asking a lot out of their audience back then with this cartoon. You know, it, it, Thundercats had a full story. A lot of these, you know, when it was an hour, hour and a half episode, they had a lot to go on. But Tiger Sharks, I just feel like they were padding it. They could have been a lot tighter. Well, they were. There was a lot of, uh, there was pretty much just a lot of fillers. 
But yeah, I think I'd go back and watch some of the other ones. I don't think we'll ever discuss Karate Cat or the other ones. But, you know, if they're good, maybe we could, maybe we could do an episode where we combine Karate Cat with, like, Heathcliff or uh, Karate Cat and um, Hong Kong Fui. Something like okay, that. that. Yeah, that was more relevant. Yeah, and the other ones, I never, I don't even remember the other ones very well. Well, I guess that's about it for us here. It's, I, I always hate it when we wind up an episode kind of, like, bored. But uh, <laughs> Thundercats is the superior cartoon for a good reason. You know, better story, better animation. Uh, you know, just certain things about it worked when they tried to repeat it. Like, Silver Ox is okay. I'll sit through it. But Tiger Sharks, the, 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 the farther I get away from its original airing, the worse it gets. Like, I think I watched it about eight years ago, and I was like, yeah, it's still pretty entertaining, but now it was a little rough. Oh, I know. Plus, like as you said earlier, it looked like there was just lazy writing. I mean, but I mean, you know, names, you know, Watero, oh gosh, just you know, villains. I mean, the Manta villain was cool, but like the Russian little help thing was annoying. Are you covering your mic? I can barely hear you. Oh, I think it. I think well, something was covering it. <laughs> okay, what about now? Yeah, I can hear you now. But that last, the last thing you said was Anyway, so yeah, no, like I said, it's just that you know that kelp-looking villain who sounds like Peter Lorre. I mean, they could have done so much better. And some of the characters, well, I mean, like I said, like the main characters and the villain were just some cool character designs, but everybody else was just boring. Introducing the evil mutant warriors, Rattero, Vultureman, Groom the Destroyer, battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchiman, Snowman, Tusca Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJN. say before we start the episode um just one thing about this cartoon yes it's by the same animation studios who uh created thundercats which of course which is why it looks ex- exactly similar who knows maybe they might take place in the same world but on different i kind of wish it would have a crossover that would be so cool to have a crossover now, I, I, there's another cartoon that's just like this called silver or not silver hawks I mean, there's thundercats silver hawks and, and tiger sharks there we go tiger sharks did not have its yeah, own cartoon it was part of an hour-long show called um cartoon strip um 
You can find a bunch oh, of episodes yeah. on YouTube. We can talk about that one too. But the theme songs, all three theme songs, are so so catchy. It's insane. But uh, we'll discuss that while Especially we're doing it. Especially goddamn Thundercats. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so basically, when we start, we just we just do a commentary like it would be with movies. So just hit play now. Yep. And we are good, y'all. We are good. Okay. This I thought was pretty cool. They're all like linked up to the ship, and then they just do these cool free fall sequences. Look at that. Oh. How awesome is that? Extreme! And they shoot lasers out of the shoulders. Rankin Bass. Yeah, that Rankin Bass is the one I think it's Thundercats. I do not think they're going to try to with somebody else. Partly metal, partly real. Why do you... I, I thought that was a dumb tagline, honestly. But overall, this cartoon's badass. And look at their visors. Yes. The design work is great. I'm yeah. never a huge fan of Rankin Bass, but man, what they do with these. Obviously, they're to sell toys. That one's stupid. Is that Frankenstein? No, he wasn't, but he looked very snazzy. The Cindy Lauper? Gaga? Lady Gaga's mom? The, Jem's mom. Jem the Hologram, I'm sure. Oh, it could probably. I have to, oh gosh, I have to watch you. I have to watch Jim and the Hologram. They're making a movie. They're fast tracking the sucker. No fucking way. Yeah, John True, the guy who did the G.I. Joe movie. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Why? Why is this awesome? I've never seen this show. I don't know, but it sounds cool. Oh, they have some cool names Quicksilver, Mr. Tallyhawk, Titanium Alloy, Aluminum Flow. Steelheart and Steel One is definitely a football player. Look at that. Just look at his face. And his helmet. Bluegrass. Bluegrass. <laughs> that is so... Do you think, do you think a lot of... I'm sorry, his name folks... is Bluegrass. Man, he played some metal during the opening theme, so I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, he did. No, Tiger Sharks is from the same creator. Okay, it all makes sense. I guess it was the least successful of the bunch, that's for sure. Right. Okay, Copper Kid, is he an alien? He looks like some. He looks like he'd be in Thundercats. I'm sure. Oh yeah, this guy looks pretty awesome. I like him. The uh, boss, bald, golden. Machine. The muscles. I don't of think the show was on that long. I don't. No. Okay, so but... Thundercats, I believe, was on for three years. I might be wrong about that. Yeah. Yeah, Thundercats is on from 80, oh, 85 to 89, so that's much longer than I that's thought. four years, wow. For a cartoon back then, they usually lasted, I think Transformers only lasted three years, and G.I. Joe only lasted two before they rebooted years, uh, like five years later. Yeah. Alright, so yes, you sat through the same song earlier, but we love to see it again. Yeah, I mean, as far as the animation goes, as far as the intro, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like I said, this whole concept here where they're all like launching ships, and then they, they themselves depart from it, and of course continue their missions. While Bluegrass stays behind and pilots the ship. How long do you think this show is on for? Uh, two or three years. 65 episodes. In the normal universe, that would be three seasons. Wow. I kid you not when I say this show ran from September 8th, 1986 to December 5th. Well, they got a lot of diverse villains. Did you catch what I just said? This show was only on for three months. That's it? Yeah. September 5th, or September 8th, 1986 to, to December, December 5th, 1986. What? I Maybe mean, they re it a lot because I, I swear it was on for much, much longer. It had to have been, shoot, 65 episodes in three months? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. And in that short period of time, they had a comic book with Marvel. Oh, wow. That and they had well, a star comic. They had to have a toy line, too. Yeah. Because usually cartoons always have huge toy Oh, lines. definitely in the 80s. 
Yeah. yeah. Although I do like the concept of take, taking space. Plus, I love like the free falling, flying, being launched out of the ship concept. Definitely a higher quality of cartoon than most that was on at the time. I think I really think that the uh, Asian cartoons like Robotech and Voltron really upped the game. Yeah, they did. Especially Robotech. Uh, so it says here the first half of the show is on DVD from Warner Home Video. It was released in 2008. The second chapter was only manufactured on demand through Warner Archive, which means it costs a lot more. Oh, jeez. And it was released three years later. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that computer voice is so lame. Honestly, in the live action, who do you think would be playing him? What is that? I was looking at Oh, uh, the uh, guy who... <laughs> Isn't that where you imprisoned Monstar? I forget. I keep forgetting his name. The guy who's like, who's behind the, uh, their commander. The, uh, Silverhawk commander. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen a show in 25 years. Uh, it's more of a fresher than anything else. Oh, it would be... Your report, please, Commander Stark. I want to say... Uh, Bruce Willis. What happened? You know, you oh, apparently there's commercials on Video Motion. Okay, we're going to pause for a second here. Evidently, now they have advertisements. <laughs> Let's get the skip for that. Okay, so they're basically ex- he's explaining the, the origin of the villain. Basically, he was in a he was in he was kept in prison. He was locked up, but then I guess there's some kind of like lunar eclipse with a star that gives Monstar his power. Monstar, he's, I don't know, he looks pretty badass. Thundercats and Silverhawks take place in the same universe. Oh, sweet! It says here in the 2001 Thundercats remake, Monstar briefly appears in a cameo in the episode Legacy. Nice. Now does Tiger Sharks take place in that same universe too? Because they need some love. Yeah, each one had like a very high number of episodes in such a short period of time, but yeah, the last one. <laughs> wow, the, the the tiger sharks only had 26 episodes. Look at Monstar's mouth. What is it? Why does he have that one big tooth just poking out? That looks more annoying than anything. Yeah. Oh, and it says here, tiger That's sharks. All the more also, reason to defeat him. Tiger sharks were also in the Thundercats cartoon, the, the reboot. So they're all in the same universe. Bitchin. I, know, I wanted to see the. I wanted to see the uh, re- the remake of the of the cartoon. It looked pretty awesome. Will Friedel was supposed to be the voice of. We should. We should watch it. Yeah. Stargazer. That's his name. How does he eat? Does that thing just like kind of poke up into his nose? Or like, the pressure just ah. Wow. I know that is. Oh gosh. He must have had some terrible, terrible teeth deformities. Oh no, he can't see the star now. Oh, you can't get out, Monstar. Oh, oh, you're gonna cry now. Okay, so good. You cry out of your one eye. We're probably never going to do a Tiger Sharks episode. We're going to do a Thundercast, that's for sure. But let's listen to the theme song to Tiger Sharks where we have a boring moment here. And, and let's just compare. Oh, he has all the same writers. Yeah. This animation does, yeah, it also kind of reminds me of the RoboCop cartoon. Is it Milo Chain? I'll look it up. Oh. Well, it depends on what you're talking about, too. Yeah. Although, I like to say, the animation was definitely... It's definitely a lot more, uh-oh. He broke through. Up. Oh. Okay, here's a Tiger Sharks theme song. It's really short. I think it's practically orgasmic to him when he gets with that. Uh, oh 
What kind of theme song is that? I like it. Oh, do they all have afros? Oh, sorry, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll show the episodes you want. It's, it's really rare that anybody even knows what this cartoon is. It's bizarre. Uh-oh. Hey, if you want us to watch it, though, and do a commentary on it, I am game. Okay, I think he's about to explode. Explosivo! So, like, whenever he sees this, like, special moon or something going on with Limbaugh. Mumra. In a way, yeah, a, a space version of Mumra. So whenever he sees this moon, he sees it gives him power, kind of like a werewolf, and he's able to become all supercharged and break out. Just shoot him. Don't pause. Shoot him. Oh god, you, why do security guards always have to be stupid <laughs> in cartoons? Oh yeah, see, he got the idea, but it didn't work. Hell, voice work though. I like that. Yeah, they've also yeah. It's, it's, it's funny how they always have to gloat. Yeah, I'm free. I'm like, he can't hear you. He's like the hundreds of thousands of miles away. <laughs> Jeez, you're an idiot. Gosh, you're... Gosh, you're a self-loving prick, Monstar. Oh, the Kraken. Release the Kraken. An, uh, uh, Release the vagina mouth, Monster. Just like Predator. What the heck? He just said, it's me. I'm your friend. He's like, you're an asshole, you know that? Smack him. That's where Krakens are, they're floating around in space. It's a con- You know, I'm thinking people from Mass Effect got the idea of Reaper from that. He sounds like he's constantly eating. Or he sounds like Richard- He also kind of sounds like Richard Nixon. <laughs> Can you imagine that, that Richard Nixon's head on that guy's head? You cannot uh, escape the light star. I am not a criminal. Oh, great. Another advertisement. <laughs> okay, so that's the sucky thing about the Nord stream. Yeah, it's free, but you're going to have to sit through a bunch of shit. Beyond. Another adver- another Geico advertisement? This oh, is the same all stupid Geico. one. It's the same thing on uh, Hulu and Crackle. I will never sign up for Geico. Uh, punch me in the nose and call me Susie. Oh, there you go. Hey, that's pretty cool. Now it turns into this mechanized giant Kraken with laser cannons. Oh no! Thank God we don't live in the galaxy of Limbo! <laughs> I think Peter Falk could have played him. Oh, definitely. One more. I follow my nose. If I can still smell her. I'm not a mostly robot. I'm not a mostly robotic. Did Peter Falk really have a fake leg, or that was just kind of like a thing? I don't know, I'll have to look, but may he rest in peace. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna show you the whole month. Number one, molecular. I wonder if he has advertisements in his little vision TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, what is that? Molecular. And he turns into a key. Yeah, she looks pretty cool. She's got like a little cool violin laser keyboard thing. And she looks like something Lady Gaga created. Yeah, they're taking out the mob. That's who they're fighting. Galaxy Mab. Yeah. 
Oh, okay, sounds good. We're on professional. We're talking about food. We're starving. <laughs> Feed us, please. Yeah. Yeah, so... Like I said, these, these diverse characters, I don't know, like one or two of them did kind of remind me of He-Man. Or Master of the Universe. I love the fact that he's wearing a suit and tie. He keeps it professional. He's got suspenders. Yeah, well, he's got suspenders and he's almost suitish. He's not wearing a he's not wearing the blazer or anything. But he does look quite snazzy. He likes to keep his jacket. In the jacket. future, make sure you shop. Warehouse. Twenty ninety nine. Yep. Oh, that is good not morning, a good look. Morning, no, it's not. And is that supposed to be Spock? I don't know. Looks kind of like it. Laserdisc! Yep. And that's when everybody thought Laserdiscs would be the future. Remember how loud they were? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Turn it up! I can't turn it any louder! Oh, yeah. So now we get the introduction of the characters or a little biography about them. Yeah, I'll get out. Yep. They could have come up with better code names than that. Okay, that was lame. Here's a volunteer from the planet of the Mimes, a mathematical genius. Mimes? Limes. Limes makes them even more sense. This can't be right. He looks like a cowboy. That cowboy's a colonel, Professor. How are they putting these suits on them without modifying the genetic code and like suffocating? Did you just say this cowboy is a criminal? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, cool. They got a criminal being their pilot. No, awesome. Awesome. You, you need a badass. You need a criminal. Well, I can pretty dope. Let's see. Is my mustache better than his mustache? Mm, I don't know, but not better than Tom Selleck's mustache. Uh, it doesn't beat Tom Selleck's mustache. I'm going to take a stash picture and put it up on our Facebook. You can find our Facebook up on our website, retrorocket.weebly.com. You can also donate there. We are, this costs us a lot of money to get this going, and uh, we'd love it if you could help us out. Continue. Pretty please. Oh, wow. Silverhawks check one. So, it's like, they're more machine now than man. Twisted and evil. What is that from? Return of the Jedi. Yeah, no, so it's like they're completely. They're just completely robotic. Uh, we'll have to fit mechanical ones. Right, oh, we're going to have a facial hair off. Look at me, see if you can your beard to my dad. <laughs> They'll be fine, General. <laughs> now their code names really fit. Yeah, we're going to put our facial hair war up on. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, I'm, probably gonna, I'm probably going to win. You do, you have a Donald <laughs> Sutherland beard. Donald Sutherland. We got a hipster nice. too for his mustache. But as far as that, okay, as far as the part, it's like so, they're like not even going to be human at all. They're going to lack everything. They're going to lack empathy. Ugh. Although that is a pretty badass ship. And they just have to lay there all day? Like, how long do you think it takes for them to travel? I mean, light speed I has know, to be that has got to be uncomfortable a lot, too. It's like, my neck, it's in a weird position. I can't sit like this much longer. Then we got Copper Kid. And then we got the... Oh, uh, no, no, not no. again. Ah, oh, commercials. Fuck you, Fucking Geico. Geico. Ugh, jerk. It's like four commercials in 15 minutes. No, I know. Hey, y'all. How's it going? 
Welcome, kids, to the show. We're all going to bathe in the blood of the unbelievers. Ha <laughs> ha. ho. Yeah, so I think that's what he did. That's what he got arrested for. Yep. But now he's getting redeemed. That guy looks like a potato that's half squished. Pretty much. Oh, so now they're giving him a test run. Here we go. So, do these guys volunteer for this shit? Uh, or? One was a volunteer. I don't know the rest of his military. I think it's weird that a brother and sister are on the same military team that you know, can be taken in for this. And Copper Kid just makes weird noises. He doesn't even speak. Too much weed and damage to both parts. Careful, kids. We, we, we will ruin your life. No. Oh, it will. It will make you grow horns out of your ass. It will make your feet turn into waffles. Delicious waffles, though. You can do it when you're 18, though. That's when you'll develop the immunity to it. Um, you'll have an air conditioner stuffed in each nose. Um, you'll never be able to tolerate anything by uh, Bloodhound Gang, which would be horrible. Um, <laughs> your eyes will grow out of your tongue. Um, this is all true. This is all true. Find it on the Republican uh, I'm a dumbass.org. Um, <laughs> it'll also make you turn into a Sasquatch. Who asks everybody for money because he's on welfare and he won't get a job. That's how they are. Sasquatches are losers. There you go. Oh, okay, now we get now we get like a skydiving uh, uh, formation kind of. You should have used the montage. NES advantage. That's a much better. Basically, testing out their maneuverability and their wing flaps. Oh no, they got an enemy sentry. Uh -oh, Love the ship design. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. I don't. Then again, just flying around is just awesome. And of course, it does get it's it does get, it is kind of pretty cool how Steel Will has a like a football helmet it shows how much of a jockey he really is. I think they're I think they're fitness instructors. That's what they are. This whole time I thought he had eyes at the top of his head. I didn't realize that his head was just all elongated and weird. Oh yeah, it is. It's like it looks like Keanu Mundi from uh, Star Wars. Uh -oh, of course, Copper Kid's gonna get shot. Look. Uh -oh. No wait. No, he doesn't. There's the checks are. Yeah, everything's checking out. Uh, of course. Now Tex is going up. Straight ahead of him. Getting in a dogfight. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, what happens to the other one? What happens to the. So what ha Wait. What I'm doing the thing is, like, who else, wait, if he just, you know, separated the combat, oh. So it's just going to turn invisible, but who's flying it? It's going uh, it, it can crash. That, they had to, they had to, they didn't even mention turning on an autopilot or anything. Yeah, there's no cue, it's all psychic. <laughs> there you go. Oh, hey, look. His nipple blasters went off. No, shoulder blasters. Ah, oh, right, that makes more sense. Why you and your obsession with nipples? Nipples! Oh, foot blasters. Okay, they have shoulder blasters, they have foot blasters. They don't have, like, wrist blasters like everybody else would. I'm telling you, there's a chance they have nipple blasters. Well, especially if they're flying and they can't, you know, like, you can't, they, they don't want to, like, damage their, they don't really screw up their wingspan. Oh, or their, yeah. Dang or their flight. Uh, I hate logic. Yeah. That's why I there, It was a little how, more How about from the visor? From the visor. Like a bigger blast, like cyclops. Wait, no, they can't because they have real eyes. They don't have robotic uh, eyes. All right, back to the nipple blasters. Shoulder blasters, you twit. No. How about a dingle belly blaster? How about an ass blaster? Why not that? 
You know, normally our shows are kind of PG. We've really gone into the realm of R today. Then yeah, whose fault is that? Silver Fox. Yeah, that was kind of your fault. Nah, it's my fault. It's always my fault. Yep. <laughs> Anything that goes wrong is always Michael's fault. Yep. Let's just hope they impress Monstar and his mob as much as they have you, sir. Professor, you've outdone yourself. When is blast off for Limbo? Tomorrow morning, General. Oh, it's hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Silver Hawks. Uh, we have to watch. We have to watch Thundercats again. I have to compare it to. This is pretty entertaining, but I, I have a feeling Thundercats is better. Thank you, Fong. Thank you, Fong, for being a dick and going off. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Make I it forgot. Silent, I forgot to turn it off. Damn it, Michael. Oh, Pac-Man just came in the door. That's it. Uh, crap. No, oh, no, it's too late. It's too late, Michael. It's too late. Is it over? Ah, oh, another commercial. Advertising. Dick bags. Wait, no, no. Big bag of weird. dicks. Yeah, that's weird. I think we pretty much watched the entire episode. I think now it's just the credits. That's a bummer. I like it about YouTube. They give you the commercial in the very beginning, and then they move on. Wow. All right, so is there anything else you want to say about this? Because we're starting to wrap it up. Um, overall, I thought it was a pretty badass cartoon. I think it should have gone on longer. Three months? What the hell Three, was 65 that? 65 months. I mean, back 65 then, okay. episodes, yeah. So back then, um, if you remember, some of you might be too young to remember this, but back then, syndicated cartoons were a big thing in the 80s. Toy companies that couldn't get on Saturday, because for most of the time before that, it was Saturday only. They started putting cartoons on during the week, and they had to have enough to strip it Monday through Friday for like a certain amount of weeks. And that way they could repeat them about four times per year. And, and it was this kind of thing. They don't they do not do that anymore. Really don't. Right. Unfortunately. And they knew how kids had such a short attention span. So you just blanket it with many episodes as possible. Try to promote the toys. But what happens when that second or third round of toys comes around? They have no more episodes. Oh. And here, here, here's a little edu educational tip here. You know, about like planet formation. Yeah. Yeah. They did have a rule that if you had to, they did allow you to do advertising type cartoons to sell your toys, but you had to have some sort of educational or um, social values to it. Yeah. There you go, yeah, and he's naming off all the planets. How cute. So I'll give you that. I can't imagine what, what did the Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos cartoon have? That would be so Norris had a cartoon? Yeah, so you have to watch it. There's like 16 oh, episodes inside that. Rambo had a cartoon. Uh, I remember Rambo Commando had, had a, a cartoon. Everybody had a cartoon. Commando? Commando, you know, the movie Arnold. Arnold. I think it was like six episodes. Yeah, they, say, what? they put out some toys, but yeah. Oh, gosh. Commando was so stupid. <laughs> I kid you not, Commando. Now, what do you know Rankin and Bass for? I know them mostly for the Hollywood cartoon. Rankin and Bass? They did that? Yep. That's uh, mostly what it seems like they're known wow. for. Wow. I love. I actually like the Hobbit cartoon, really, but I mean, it definitely cut out a lot of parts. Project development by Leisure Concepts. They're responsible for um, uh, Dragon's Lair and oh. uh, what's the other one? Space Ace. Oh, that's awesome. That was definitely quite a quite a group of talents there. Yeah. So I mean, besides what I said earlier about them being known for um, the Hobbit. Um, in animation. Now, they did do stop-motion animation. They're responsible for the Rudolph, Frosty. That's where their success came from, was all those stop-motion holiday specials. Oh, okay. But it looks like, you know, they started to fade away by the 80s, and they started focusing on cartoons, like animated cartoons, uh, cell-oriented. I'm um, screwing this up. I'm probably pissing some cartoon fanatic off. No, it's all animated! Okay, as far as those stop-motion things, those take a long time to film. Holy crap, now they... Yeah, now they're a little bit faster because the computer help. You know, like with Coraline and stuff like that, they've had help, but back then, it took forever. It took forever! Especially Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Oh yeah, that, that, that one took like, years off someone's life. Yeah, it did, but it was worth it. Cause well, it's such a fabulous movie. Anything? Any last words? Um, overall, I kind of wish, uh, I kind of hope that one gets a reboot and definitely change some of the names. Yeah, that was, it was kind of okay. weak. Steel Will and Steel Heart could definitely, oh, Steel Heart. No. Well, how about Iron Heart and Steel Will? Not, uh, I don't know. Well, Steel Heart sounds pretty cool, but Will could definitely get a get better, better name. Will needs a better name. Copper Will. Silver Hawks, partly metal, partly real, mighty warriors with the powers to protect space from all evil. Bustle's busting out. Shredder too. Stargazer's seen us. Figures with weapon birds sold separately. Slybird, surgery board, quicksilver, activate power wings, telewalk, engage scissor wings. Now take him down. Mumbo Jumbo Airshot. It's hero stomping time. No way. Buzzsaw with Shredder, quicksilver with telewalk, other figures with weapon birds sold separately. Silver Hawks, new from Kenner. episode started in 1987. Let's do this, baby. I can't believe that's so long ago. Did you see this? How old were you in this first? I did see this. This is like my favorite cartoon as a kid. I had them all on VHS, so I'd watch them over and over again. And I had all the toys. I did watch this when it first premiered. Um, I believe it was on a local Fox station. It was syndicated. It wasn't a regular test, if I remember correctly. And then it wasn't until like two or three years later that it uh, it became a regular series, which is a long time. 87? Because the movie didn't come out until 1990, and I'm pretty sure the cartoon started either in 89 or in 90. Yeah. I'm, You'll probably be able to find that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up on C for us. They used to do that. They used to test out cartoons, and most of them that they would test out in just a miniseries did not last beyond that initial run. This is on for a very, very long time. This may be one of the most ten, successful Ten cartoons. seasons. Ten seasons. That's crazy. How many episodes a season? Is it 13? Uh, some, some were long. Some had, uh, I think, uh, closer, to, closer to 20 on some, uh, nice. some seasons. Just really dependent on the season. Uh, some seasons were so short they had, you know, four or five. I think this first season only had five episodes. But yeah, this was definitely my all-time favorite cartoon as a kid. There's a there's a video of angry video game nerd um, James. He actually tries out every single pizza attempted in this cartoon. Ugh, that disgusting. is disgusting. Yeah, like marshmallows and bacon. They do some really nasty Peanut stuff. Peanut butter and salmon. Yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty gross. Sarcastic. So this was on from 1987 to 1996, so almost almost 10 years. Wow, but I do believe there was a gap for a while. Um, it looks like the, the seasons 2 through 10 were done by American directors, but the first one was done overseas. According to IMDb, there there was never like a, a year without the Turtles. Um, between season 6 and 7, I mean... They actually continued the show, 6 and 7, were both 92. Uh, each year at least had one season, from 87 all the way up to 96. Yeah, it says here, five-part miniseries debuted Christmas time, 1987. 
there was a big gap uh, until October 1st, 1988, when it became a full series. Yeah, so there was a gap, but it's still never more than within the year. Did, uh, a... did you ever read the comics? Um, I read the comics some, but not not very much as a kid. I didn't have a whole lot of comics as a kid. I was really more into just watching the cartoons and yeah. stuff like that. And I had every single toy. I had the Turtle Blimp, the Turtle Van. You still I, have some now. I still have some. We're rocking out with, uh, well, we got Rock, rock Steady right there, I think. Is this yours, or did you buy that, this later? Th- that is mine, um... I have all the uh, all the original ones from when I was a kid, which I am selling currently on Amazon. So it does say 1988 on his butt. Yeah, so that must be one of the very first ones. Yeah, I do. Ha- I- most of the toys I have are from '88. Uh, some are from '89, and the latest ones I have, I think, are from '93. And that I I had a a few in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. The movie when they go back, I had a couple of those toys. That movie sucked. That movie sucked. Um, the first two movies I really enjoyed, especially as a kid. Did you see them in the theater? Any of the movies? I saw. Uh, I can't remember. I think I may have seen the second one in theaters. I definitely was one I had to have on VHS when it came out. I owned them all. Yeah, it was one of those movies that came out for the budget price, like nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I went and saw the first one. I think three times. I only saw the second one once. I liked it, but I didn't love it. I was disappointed that Rocksteady and Bebop were not in it. I and mean, they went with, like, what, Razor and Tomac or something like that? Yeah, I wish, they, I wish they would have went with Rocksteady and Bebop, too. But instead, yeah, it was uh, it was Razor and um, what's... Ah, I can't remember. Yeah, something like Tomac or Tarmac. Like I can't remember. Last time I said it was Tomac, and that's from G.I. Joe, actually. <laughs> So uh, what I really like about this episode is this is pre-mutation of Rocksteady and Bebop. So you get to see what they look like in their human form, and that's the only time you're you're going to be able you know to see them. I remember that. Is this them right here? Yes, this is oh. Rocksteady and Bebop uh, pre-mutation. Now, I have not seen this series since it originally aired, and I did not make it till the very end. I think I stopped around 91, 92. Yeah, so we we have them there in their human form, the, the guy with the... Uh, the purple mohawk, red jacket, and then the uh, the bigger guy with the blonde hair. Uh, they'll both eventually be mutated when Shredder decides to uh, fight mutants with mutants. I did not know this, but the dad, um, James Avery, on um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did the voice of Shredder. Yeah, he did. I actually did know that. Yeah, he just passed away, He too. did pass away recently, yes. Yeah, very sad. I, I loved him on Fresh Prince, and I, I love him as Shredder in this. There was a ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles called Radioactive Black Belt Hamsters. I think it Never only heard ever, of that. I think it only ever went to comics. I don't think it ever became I remember cartoon. some weird cartoon that had mutated sharks, but yeah, that, sharks. But other than that, I, I don't remember very many. Um, of course, Toxic Avenger was kind of yeah. a mutation, you know situation not quite as where there was multiple characters the majority of the characters in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have been mutated or yeah when I was a kid a lot of these kind of series that were based on toys were pretty serious even like Transformers were pretty serious G.I. Joe a lot of uh, there's even Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos or Rambo pepperoni uh, and ice cream that's that's the first one but um and I noticed in the early 90s, cartoons started taking a turn for the more bizarre. I mean, there was even an Attack of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon. Oh, yeah, I do briefly remember that. Yep, here it is. Adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. 
It even looks like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were originally set up to be kind of a, a, a playoff of X-Men, like a spoof. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't that know that. Plan, but it was a lot darker, I think, than people expected. Did not realize that. A big plot point during these these first couple seasons of uh, TMNT is that uh, they want to find a cure for Master Shredder uh, to make him human again, which is I, I thought was kind of interesting. Um pretty it goes through many episodes and you don't expect that for a lot of cartoons to have very much uh continuity because they're just to uh, entertain the kids but okay this one had some pretty complex storylines i have to sidestep for a second this adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters was actually picked up again by dynamite entertainment reprinted with new cons added and collectibles based on the property do people give a shit about Redactive Black Belt Hamsters? Uh, I don't know. Here's here's even crazier. Preteen, dirty jean, kung fu kangaroos. It's oh, real. man. Oh, it's crazy. Late, down the line, there is a mutated kangaroo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right there, look. Oh, wow. And I have no idea why it says gunk, 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 gunk at the bottom. Three issues. Back there was... There was a uh, there's a mutated kangaroo. There was also all the frogs in this in this show. Oh, I remember that. Genghis yeah. Frog. Was there a robot Ninja Turtle? There was a robot Ninja Turtle, and then he was featured later in the in the video games for the regular Nintendo. Oh, favorite. What was your favorite video game for it? Um, I liked uh, the 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 Manhattan one, which I I believe was Ninja Turtles three for the NES. Or if you go into Super Nintendo, Turtles in Time was an awesome that was game. Really good. My favorite was the uh, original arcade version. I did not like the very first Ninja Turtles game. I thought it was too hard. I liked the first Ninja Turtles game just because you got to play as all four turtles. Yeah. Uh, the other games, you kind of were stuck with the turtle once you've you you've, you had chosen it. Um, there was one for the PS2 that had like shell say uh, I just said shell cell shaded animation so it kind of looked like the cartoon um it was a lot of fun i just can't remember the name of it. it was about seven or eight years ago i believe i think this is interesting right here they're they're crawling around in uh in like purple pinkish mutagen but down the line you always see it as green ooze yeah especially so, in the movie so it's very uh it's very interesting how it's it's kind of like this glowing pink liquid for the first episode now, they here. reveal the secret of this, or is it only in the movie where this stuff came from? Um, they don't... They don't explain it right away. I think... I think in a couple episodes down the line, they say it comes from Dimension X. That's weird. I believe that, that that's where it came from. Now, explain this to me. They're turtles that get huge. Why does he turn into a rat? Why does he turn it, into some it, bigger it, it, version? It is of actually human? explained right now. It's oh, it's 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 the last thing that they touched. Oh. So the last thing he touched was his rats, and the last thing the turtles touched was a human. Okay. Got so it. they turned more human-like, and he turned more animal-like. It's a lot different in the movies. Yeah. Because he was actually a rat. Yeah. In in the movie, he was a rat that became more human-like. And you could see the in the movie he has he has the rat doing the practicing the kung fu and he makes it seem like it's his his master that is the character from you know this where it's you know and I was wrong this is not a parody of X Men I thought it was I still thought it was because the whole mutant thing but apparently it's a play off the whole Daredevil uh, Electric comics back in the eighties. What's your favorite ninja? Which one's your favorite turtle? 
Um, it's between Raphael and Michelangelo. Yeah. Uh, Michelangelo for the comedy, uh, Raphael for the weaponry and the attitude. Uh, mine's done. Especially in the cartoon, you know, he's got the science down, he's always developing gadgets. Uh, in the movie, I think part of it's just because I knew Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah, in the movie, in the movie, he's probably one of my favorites because, he, you know, the comedy and the and the stuff between him and uh, Elias Cotiers or yeah, whatever, yeah. and the, you know, brain, br- bird breath or whatever, you know, barf breath or, you know, their little, their little jabs at each other while they're fixing the truck in the garage on the he farm. sorely missed Elias Cotiers from the second one. Yeah, maybe definitely. they didn't have room for him. Maybe he was too busy. But man, he—he's my favorite character, Casey's. Yeah, always. Casey Jones. He's always, a, and his his attitude in the first one, where he's like, where he just beats beats him down with his with his cricket bat. I love uh, that. He just whacks him, and he just goes flying. I love at the end when he says, "Ooh, leftovers." Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's funny is until you said Casey Jones, I forgot that was his name. I thought it was Casey Ryback, but I forgot that's from Under Siege. That's Steven Stagall's oh, character. Yeah. yeah, Casey Jones. Uh, I, I had this weird thing in my head, though, with the X-Men. I was thinking that Leonardo's kind of the doll leader. He's, he's, like, he's the Scott Summers, definitely, yeah. in comparison. Yeah, he's a, totally Cyclops, Raphael's Wolverine. Very straight edge. Uh, Donnie's by the, the Beast. Book. You know, he's the creative one. Donatello's like um, Hank Pitt, uh, Hank. Yeah. Uh, and then Mikey's kind of like Iceman. Easy Ice going, Man. not as powerful, but just a lot of fun and fast. Does that hmm. sound crazy? Uh, I don't know if I would consider him Iceman. I'm trying to, th- I'm thinking back on like the, ori- the original, uh, you know, I think more, he kind of encompasses Morph in a little bit in the, yeah. in the cartoon version where uh, he's cracking the jokes, watching TV and stuff. I didn't really experience Morph until much, much later in the oh, yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, that that you know, that was one of my favorite you know favorite cartoons growing up. Besides this one, was the X Men cartoon in I, the nineties. Um, I never read the original comics. They're very expensive when I was a kid to get because they yeah. were really doing reprints and you know trade paperbacks yeah. until later. But uh, the first time I ever read it was when um, Image Comics was publishing it, and Eric Larson, the creator of Savage Dragon, did a crossover, and then they relaunched the series. Yeah. It was relaunched so many times. I I, I hope they were redoing it soon. Yeah, I just remember in the original, you know, the very first issue of X-Men, how Iceman doesn't have a face. He's just a snowman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you been watching the new cartoons at all? No, no, I've... I've stick to the golden oldies. Uh, I can't get one. into the new cartoons sometimes. Really, the Nickelodeon one is really good. Really, the animation's great. It's a I lot remember of fun. going to see the uh, the TMNT movie where it was like the first CGI turtle, you oh, know, yeah. release. So we, I took my little brother to see in in theaters, and it's okay. I just didn't really care. Oh, I love this old lady with the Tommy gun, you know. <laughs> Um, what do you feel about the new Ninja Turtles movies coming out real soon? Ooh, I have mixed feelings. I feel like it could be a huge disappointment. Shredder looks like a douchebag. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I'm more really on the fence whether I even want to go into see it in theaters, and I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan, so obviously they're not promoting it to look to true it. fans. Look at they're creepy. I mean, they yeah. don't look cute. That right there looks like a, the uh, the guy from Small Soldiers. Oh, yeah, it does. Doesn't he? It also uh. looks like my pecker. <laughs> and it's also green and swollen. And misshapen. I should probably see a doctor. They call that gonorrhea. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs>
So that's what the new turtles look like. But yeah, I just I don't know that that was the the most recent uh, adaptation of the turtles I've seen, and even that came out like early two thousands. So. That wasn't that long. I thought it was like 2008, 2007. Hey, I don't know. I thought it was more like 2003. I could be wrong. I just don't like the look of Shredder. He looks like a robot. Uh, the Ninja Turtles they look too realistic to the point where it's alienating. Uh, I guess you're right. It came out in 2007. And, and in fact, I don't think they're being called teenagers in the new movie. I'm not even sure if they're, uh, they're mutants. Well, they, originally he had advertised in the new movie that they'd be aliens, but he switched it back because so many fans complained oh, I would too, that they that they switched it back to mutants. So they are they are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles once again. Yeah, I mean, if it weren't going to be that way, they should have just called it Ninja Turtles. Right, exactly. And it, it pissed off people like me that were, you know, real big fans of the original series, and I was not going to go see it. That that's Maybe it's still sitting a little, a little bad with me because... Because of that, initially, I'm not a fan of Megan Fox being April. April, I know, me neither. I still think, even though Judith Hogue in the movie was kind of homely, she was still spot on with the attitude. But you know, I don't have anything wrong with Paige Turco, who replaced her in parts two and three. She's prettier, but she's not as good. Yeah, I feel, I feel like uh, Megan Fox is just is just too young and too. Dumb. I mean, that girl can't act. No, no, I think she's kind of savvy when it comes to real world stuff, and when it comes to acting, no, she's not. Yeah. There has to be somebody that's better. Yeah, there could have been, you know, anybody that would be better. So they're in the Ninja Pizzeria right uh, right now. That looks gross. They're they're eating whipped cream pizzas, yeah. Well, that's a classic cartoon voice right there. A lot of this shows like, um,. Like Animaniacs for some reason, like the colors and the feel. Yeah. I would be surprised if some of these voices were the same. Another thing that has changed over the years, I think, because of uh, political correctness, is they never, they no longer refer to them as the Foot Clan. Huh. They are just the Foot in the in the future uh, in the newer stuff. Uh, they got rid of the word Clan. Well, I wonder why. I don't know. <laughs> The Foot Squad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're they're no longer the Foot Clan, uh, which I'm Dawson. a stickler for originality. So I mean, or or I like the way to keep things. I don't like change, so I wish they'd keep them the Foot Clan, honestly. Yeah. So it looks like some of the guys actually are from from uh, the whole Warner Brothers world. Um, James Avery. I didn't know that Dorian Harewood replaced him for a while. James Avery got too busy with. Um, with Fresh Prince. I love how how uh, they throw on some trench coats and that makes them, you know, nobody's going to recognize that they're green. Rob Paulson, yeah. He did uh, Wacko and Yakko in Animaniacs. He did the voice of Raphael. The other guys I don't recognize, but it looks like they've done a lot of work. I love how this show can incorporate the 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 violence of being ninjas, but make it okay because they made them robots. Yeah, during the 80s, for some reason, 90s were crazy with ninjas. American Ninja, um, the whole Shokusagi, 
Uh, oh, God, I'm sure there's more, but it just seemed like ninjas were everywhere in the 90s. Then it got kind of a joke after Ninja Turtles where it became like, Surf Ninjas, which was um, obviously trying to get the same people to watch. Right, and it did because I love Surf Ninjas. Yeah, it did do it very well. But it Rob had, Schneider. Who's the kid in that movie? He's from the second Ninja Turtle movie. Oh, I don't know, but he, he actually is a very good martial artist. Yeah, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, he, and he was in the second... Uh, the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Ernie film. Rice. Ernie Rice. Yeah. I really like that kid in the second yeah, one. He's pretty Ninja. badass. <laughs> and I don't know if you ever watched on YouTube, but Ask a Ninja is extremely funny. Oh. It's like an advice column, but done by a psychotic ninja. I never, yeah, I never heard that. Yeah, Surf Ninjas is even from the same company that in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but only made $5 million. Yeah, I, re- I remember I had that on VHS. I hooked, you know, I had it up on the projector in the room. I watched it. Nice. Uh, it, was, it was definitely one of my favorites. I, I love that that cheesy stuff. I just ate up ninjas and all that yeah, when I was a kid. It was a lot of fun. And unless they're real ninjas. It's kind of like pirates. Kids love pirates, but you never tell them that pirates are really just rapists and murderers. And you're right, you're right. Whereas ninjas were murderers, you know, trained assassins. Yeah. Wow, that's the most adorable-looking Shredder I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That's before he gets scarred. I love in the movie when he had his little sidekick in the movie. You know, the bald guy at the end. um, Casey Jones is taking him on. He's like, "Mm." (laughs) You need a little bit of a... (laughs) I love love that guy because of the whole ninja vanish (laughs) with his little smoke pellets and stuff. Did you ever have the soundtrack? Uh, no. Oh, I know the soundtrack, which had that that song we played at the beginning. But I also had, like, MC Hammer and, I think, Technotronic. Yeah. But I still remember that movie so well. Whatever happened to that redhead kid? You remember he was, like, I don't know. Yeah, movie? he was he was the trouble. Mc- Danny. That Danny. was his name. And he always wore a t-shirt. Yeah. Was, like, a t-shirt. I think it was, and uh, she, if I remember right now, And April worked with, his, worked with his dad, and it was just, yeah, it was a big, a big thing with the movie is, is, you know, trying to rescue that kid and... And it, he, uh, you know, he finds Shredder all in chains and all fucked up and stuff, and he and he, he helps them. He kind of that's his turning point where he like decides to release, you know, him and see it's that his family. see that it's, you, that it's not fun. He's like, Danny, would you do this to your family? <laughs> do you remember at the very end after Casey Jones beats the, his henchmen or whatever? There's a bunch of teenagers that come up. And the very first teenager that comes up is Sam Rockwell. What? No, yeah, I didn't Sam Rockwell remember is that. The only teenager I think that talks, and uh, and then he turns around and decides not to fight Casey Jones. Yeah, yeah. Go back, watch it. Sam Rockwell is like yeah. I haven't seen that movie in, in quite a while. I have it. I have all three of them on Blu-ray. I have to revisit those definitely. Right now, I am going through the entire complete series and watching it. Yes, if you get the complete series, is this still in print or is that out of print? This, I believe, is still in print. It's it is actually released newer. It's only a couple years old. Okay, yeah, it's the entire series. The first series comes Um, in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles van. It's a it's a very nice set, and I was that. I love it. It was kind of expensive, so uh, but I had to. I I had to have it. 23 DVDs, man. Yeah, completest. Yeah. If I had to, if I had to buy a complete series of like a cartoon, it'd probably be like Transformers or GI Joe. Yeah, I revisited the trans the Transformers and watched the whole first season again uh, within the last couple years, and it's just like it didn't 
stick or resonate with me as well as as rewatching Ninja Turtles. I'm really enjoying watching these Ninja Turtles cartoons. Yeah. The stories on Transformers are pretty deep and complex, so we could just hop into any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, I guess. Yeah, these these episodes were just so much fun and funny. I'm, I they still make me laugh. So, so legend. I mean, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but um, I believe the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I want to say Peter Laird sold off his portion of the cartoon. No. Um, like Kevin Eastman, I think, bought him out and used that money to buy the Heavy Metal magazine and help produce the first movie. And did you eat a bad pizza? <laughs> oh, boy. It smells like a sewer in here, so I guess it's appropriate. Did anybody ever have a problem with the sewer? Did they have, like, a really clean sewer? Did they clean it out? And... Yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, in, in the cartoon, their sewer is like a normal sewer, but in the movies, it's all decked out. No, it's like an apartment complex. It's like, it's better it's, than most apartments in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's like an old, it's like an old subway station in the second one towards the end, and yeah. then in the beginning of the third one. I make it funny. <laughs> I guess that's it for us. That's Yeah, the well, that episode. episode went quick. Yeah, well, that's a great thing about this. You can knock these out pretty fast. Yeah. All right. Oh no! More wacky action turtle wind-ups! Whoa, what do you mean, dude? Well, I mean they're Sword Slice and Leonardo with wind-up sword fight in action! Real sharp! So is Slice and Ice Shredder with rotating shoulder and elbow armor! He's never been nastier! The guy's a real creep! And so's Creepy Crawl and Splinter! He's creeping up on Shredder all by himself! Hey, you'll never catch him lying down on the job, get it? Teenage Mutant From Playmates! Um, I don't know if anybody's seen this show. I, when I heard about this show from Jacob, Jacob's making selections today, and some of them are unusual, So, and, and some of them are short episodes, so we decided to call them mini-sodes. But uh, Sky Server Strike Force, I do not remember this show. I've never even heard of this show. Yeah, I used to watch it like almost every like after, like after almost every afternoon when I was a kid, and I did not realize it was eight minutes. I mean, I'm a kid. I have no concept of time, really. Everything just goes by really slowly. Well, I'm sure that there were full episodes, but there were probably, like, a lot of cartoons back then were cut up into, like, smaller episodes. Like, Heathcliff was like that, Dennis Mess was like that. So, oh, yeah. so you'd have, like, two or three stories in one episode, which is nice if you have a short attention span. Of course, yes. Or ADHD. Yeah. Maybe. All right, uh, so, um, if you have never listened to Back in Tunes, and if you have, you're probably getting tired of me saying this speech, but... Never know who's new to it. So, basically, we go and find the episode on YouTube or some other source online and try to find an episode. Usually the first episode. This one's kind of unusual. This one's a really hard to find show. I can only find one episode of it on YouTube. And I believe it is called Titan of Terror, a.k.a. Giant Woman. Or Giantess Woman. I can't read them. Yeah, it's a giantess woman. That's a really tiny print. Yes, it is. All right, so it's on YouTube. 
It's about eight minutes long. So basically when I hit start, you're supposed to hit start. So we commentate at the same time. All right, and ready? Hit start. No, no, some people might be a few seconds off. A few microseconds. Oh, I got to ruin the world. Uh, I won't be oh. the same. Now, did you watch the show a lot? Do you remember it being on for very long? Oh, yeah, quite a while. Really? What? Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to look this up because I don't know anything about this. Yeah, I know. The animation kind of reminds me of... Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that, dude. His car turns into a freaking flying circle. That's so <laughs> badass. Crazy sense. Oh, man. The memories. I'm look, at the, look at the fashion, though. That's totally like... X-Men. This is definitely from that era, like early 90s, you can that, see. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to say the quality on YouTube isn't the best, but the animation is pretty cool. Yeah, I could have sworn he just said Sore Loser. The guy with the big old bo boomerang. The big great name. Yeah. And look, 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 at, look at the weapons he has. He just has giant boomerangs. What's that going to do? <laughs> it was on for 26 episodes. Oh, this is why. What yeah, it was syndication. I actually think it was on the USA Network. And then, yeah, it re it, oh, it and then it re-ran on the Sci-Fi Channel for a couple years, around 99-2000. And it was a full half-hour episode. I guess just this one is just like part of an episode. This is a really hard-to-find cartoon. Oh, damn. I know, dude. I'd love to buy this on TV. Dude, I, you know, as a kid, I sold one of the toys. Did they have them? I have no idea. I don't know. My I don't know. I was, I was spoiled enough as it is. My parents wouldn't find it. <laughs> I'm going to say the line probably wasn't that strong. It probably would have been. I mean, shoot, those these things are this this show was pretty badass. Okay, so it said right here the first episode aired nineteen ninety five September tenth. Last episode was October twenty sixth in nineteen ninety six. Oh, so it lasted like over a year. Yeah, I was a freshman in college by then, so I wasn't really watching a whole lot of cartoons. I think the only thing I watched was like Beast Wars. And that was about it. Oh, reboot. Beast. Oh, Beast Wars and reboot. We gotta look up reboot. I love that. Show. Yeah, that was a pretty great show. Yeah, it was. But no, this one, yeah, definitely. It's like, okay, yeah, I thought it was like mid-90s, you know. Everybody had their own little style. What's his name? Of course, you know, the main character and leader of the, of the team has to have that, you know, stereotypical surfer look. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of cool. He has the long, blonde hair. You know what's funny is it says the music was provided by a Japanese all-girl rock group called Super Junkie Monkey. Super Junkie. <laughs> which was my name in college, by the way. I nearly Junkie died. Monkey. I'm not going to explain, but whatever. You'll have to explain to me later. Nope. I'm legally not allowed. I'm legally not allowed to. And of course, look here they are. They're talking to you know big government agents. He's got you know a briefcase handcuffed to him. Yeah, no. So basically, this is like all you know, you know, it's it's, it's father against son. His father, you know, basically, you could definitely tell the villain was inspired by Darth Darth Vader. Hands down. I mean, you know, his father becoming more machine than man, trying to rule the world. No, you're right. His name is Sore Loser. I was, I was, oh my god. Brad Wright, a.k.a. Sore Loser. S-O-A-R. Right? I love that it has still, the birth dates. These people are older than me. <laughs> that's so, uh, it's still Sore Loser. I'm like, jeez. Yeah, their names are Crazy Stunts, Sliced Ice, which is a badass name. Sliced that Ice. That's like a rapper that, you know, just somebody missed that name. Maybe Air Enforcer. Ice, maybe Ice-T's adopted child. <laughs> love you, Ice-T. Don't get us wrong. Don't oh, wrong. I guess this is... There's some of these episodes that were like on budget DVDs. Oh wow! Well, damn, dude, we have to look them up. Like as low as a dollar. Yeah. We have to go to hit a dollar store or something. <laughs> Sorry, my hands in the way. Right. This. Uh, I don't know the way the animation was done. It looks like it was. It's faux anime. It was actually from Ruby Spears Studio, which was an offshoot of Hanna Barbera. Right. Um, 
so they tried to imitate the style of anime, but you know, it wasn't like produced over there. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, well, yeah. I like this style of cartooning. I mean, it definitely reminds me of that. Uh, X Men <laughs> feels like one of the very first cartoons to take this kind of style to. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. No, no, because yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of. It reminds me of uh, X Men and uh, like the Thundercats and all that too. I have to say, if I was the right age when this came out, I would have watched the hell out of this, or if I even heard of it. I did. I love the hell. I watched the hell. I wish there was a video game of it. I wish there was toys. I wish I had toys of it. I mean, the first one, the the main character, of course, had to be my favorite. And then, of course, my brother would come and be like, no, he's my favorite. (laughs) He's the older brother. He has to have dominance. This thing moves. Yeah. That reminds me of Shriek from Marvel. You can definitely tell there was a lot of... Mar- you can definitely tell there was a lot of like influences from other big comic book characters. Oh, that's awesome! I wonder if they ever thought to make a series, a, a comic book series of this. I don't know. Yeah, it's depending. I don't know who would pick it up. Probably independent. Maybe for something maybe Image would have picked up at the time. Probably not because they were mostly creator owned. Right. But wait, no. Who? I was trying to think. Maybe someone who oh, picked the Conan one, but then Conan was done by uh, Dark Horse, right? Sorry, chugging a beer. What? Uh, <laughs> Conan was de- Conan the Barbarian was Dark Horse, wasn't it? Uh, it was Marvel for a really, really long time. When they dropped it, Dark Horse picked it up. Mm. Oh gosh, <laughs> they got shafted. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't. I mean, well, dep- well, they depicted shafting as you know being frozen in time by you know a robot bad guy, and. Of course, these days, shafting would mean something else entirely. <laughs> Awkward to explain to any children listening right now. <laughs> also, that wasn't really a beer. I was chugging a salted caramel root beer, which at first is weird, but I'm actually getting used to it. Um, where did you get it from? Um, uh, what's that? World Market. Good World Market. Oh, cool. Where you find out the most unusual stuff. Yeah, and if World Market's interested in sponsoring us... <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, well, this part right here, like, he also looks like kind of a, he does kind of remind me of He-Man, too, the main character. Of course, then again, pretty much anyone with long, blonde hair like that. Yeah. Dressed in blue. Uh, it, it, more of the, uh... Does that guy have a grenade anime. for a head? Yeah, he looks like Grenade Man. Looks like he blows himself up constantly. We did He-Man. He we did He-Man a little bit ago. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, we gotta find that 1990 series that we can do in the commentary track. I oh. absolutely love He-Man. Yeah, oh yeah, that anime series. That's exactly who the main character kind of like, looks like. It was more like the anime series of uh, He-Man. Even though this is almost a hyper-stylized way of doing a cartoon, I prefer this to over like what they have going on right now. A lot of cartoons are just ugly as hell. It's really bad design work. Which ones? I didn't like that Batman Strikes. You know, they try to... Where the Batman? What is it? Jeff... Is that it? Jeff Masuda, he would come in and he would redo a lot of... So he did the same thing with Spider-Man. It's just... It's like hyper-anime and I just don't really care for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it's faux anime. I mean, it's not true. It's just like that style. Right. Uh, oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> That's it. That's right. Just hit her in the back with a missile and she'll be fine. <laughs> That's it. She's okay now. She's shrinking back to normal size. She's coming back to the, she's coming back to the good guys. <laughs> I 
Oh my gosh, I can't, man, this is just, some of these lines are just so cheesy that, you know, can't help but like it. <laughs> That's a serious mullet he's got going on, by the yeah, way. he does, I mean, well, so does she, she looks kind of like a, oh gosh. In their spare time, they were singers for a winger. I'm pretty sure they were backup singers. Alright, well that's it. Um, that was a very quick episode. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Eight minutes. I honestly think they could have been like some kind of 80s rock band. Like Gem and the Holograms, except less crappy. Yes, most definitely. Of course, it, they'd have to be a little, they'd have to go completely to grunge because it's like, what, 95? Yeah. Hair metal died like in what, 92? Yeah, except for like, I mean, even Metallica changed. I mean, they were hair metal, but they were they were full on metal. But all those guys like cut off their hair and yeah, you, you got a little bug eyed there for a second. I wasn't yeah. calling them hair metal, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Metallica was not hair metal. No, no, but everybody like, started but, cutting off their hair. Anybody associated with metal and any like fashion. They, yeah, just, they definitely wanted to go heavier. And, and they started mumbling a lot and offbeat. And then there was also Guar. Guar. I think decided to go monstrous. I was like, yes. <laughs> Rob Zombie. <laughs> oh, you can't. hands down, yeah. Of course, White Zombie and then Rob Zombie. Oh man, Power Man Five Thousand. Oh yeah, that's right. That, that was Rob Zombie's brother. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting off on a tangent here, but <laughs> I know, we're completely going off. Sky surfing in on the sonic waves of hyperspace comes the Sky Surfer Strike Force. Their mission: rid the world of Cybron and his sinister bioborgs. It's Sky Surfer One and his blazing gladiators, Air Enforcer, Crazy Stunts, Sore Loser, and Sliced Ice, battling these fearsome foes. So lock on to the exciting adventures of Sky Surfer Strike Force. Sunday morning at 8:30. Hank Williams' golden memories. The man, the music.